I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, my money-saving comrades. My name's Graham Clark, and I'm very excited to be with you again this week on the Money Stepper Saving Challenge podcast. Every fortnight, we invite two members of the Money Stepper financial community to discuss their goals, their progress, both their success and failures, and any tips they might have picked up along their journey. This is a podcast made by the Money Stepper Savings Community for the Money Stepper Savings Community to help us all with our own savings challenge so that we can all work together to reach our financial goals and climb up those steps to financial freedom. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Money Stepper Savings Challenge podcast. If you've already joined the community, thank you. I truly cannot wait for us to achieve our financial goals together. I hope you're as fired up as I am for the new year and that we can make 2015 the best year ever together. If you haven't joined yet, for one reason or another, that's okay, but it is why I'm here today. The challenge, the Money Stepper Savings Challenge, has been designed specifically so that it's appropriate and comparable for everyone. So in this episode, we're going to explore the questions I've received over the past week or two and certain reasons people have given for why the challenge isn't appropriate to them. I'm going to take each one and I'm going to discuss them one by one. Now, in most of the following situations, taking part in the challenge is actually even more important for the individuals given their situation and or their concerns. Ready? Okay, let's get started. Question number one. I have variable income, and so sometimes my saving rate for certain months has been 0%. Question I received last week, and it's a fair question. It's a bit of a concern when you're on variable income, and it's quite difficult to budget. But this is one of the scenarios where I think it's even more important to get involved in the challenge and to detail your spending and your income via via the budget, and therefore uh, track your savings rate. Now, It's appropriate to have an annual goal for a savings rate in this challenge because uh, the percentage savings rate that we have is actually an average year-to-date percentage, okay? It's probably best described through an example. So say for the whole year, I want my savings goal, my savings rate percentage goal to be 25% for the year. Let's say in January, I earn no income and I have expenses of £1,500, and therefore I have to dip into my savings, minus £1,500. February, the same. I have no income, my expenses are £1,500, so again I dip into my savings. 
in March, I my variable income comes in. I get paid by my, my creditors and I have £6,000 worth of income in March. My expenses are still £1,500 and therefore £4,500 of my income in that month goes towards savings. So where do I sit at the end of March? Well, year to date in March would be the reported figure against the goals. Okay, So it's the total to date. So my total income is zero in January, zero in February, 6,000 in March. So it's 6,000 pounds. My savings was minus 1,500 in January, minus 1,500 in February, and plus 4,500 in March. So my savings in total in the year to date is 1,500. Therefore, my savings rate is 25%, 1,500 divided by 6,000, and I'm actually perfectly on course for my annual goal. Okay. So you might be a bit concerned that in January and February, it looks like you're failing drastically against your goal because instead of 25%, you've got minus um, a certain percentage because you're actually dipping into your savings. Now, to address that situation, each month when you submit your goals via the form at moneystepper.com, there's a comment box, a free text box that you can fill in. So in January and February, you could add a little note that says your savings rate is much behind the goal because you have variable income, but you're expecting payment uh, and therefore a large income boost in the next month. Now, this is, as I said, one of the real key times that people need to keep track of their savings. It's more important for someone with variable income to track their savings rate percentage than it is necessary for someone with fixed income. Because with fixed income, it's normal all the time and you know exactly where your money sits. However, with variable income, you need to make sure you've got enough savings to get through the tough times. And that when you do earn this one chunk of income that you don't just go and blow it on, on items that you don't necessarily need, but instead you put it towards your savings rate. So I hope that helps answer that question. Question number two. I'm not so sure I'm 100% ready to join, but I do have my own goals and things that I want to make happen in 2015. Again, this is a good question, and we've highlighted it in the first session of this podcast, if you listen to the introduction. We don't suggest that these should be your only two goals for 2015. They're two very important goals, and I would estimate for 99% of the people, uh, increasing your net wealth and improving your savings rate are two very important goals to have in the medium term so that you can achieve your long-term financial goals to achieve financial freedom. In fact, uh, myself in 2014, uh, I record all my goals on moneystepper.com and I had nine financial goals. Now, each goal was focused upon a different area of my life, a certain value of dividend income I wanted to receive, an amount I wanted to save for my wedding next next May. I didn't almost forget the date there. Um, an amount I wanted to contribute to my stocks and shares ISA, a certain income I wanted to earn from my property portfolio, a certain amount of profit I wanted to make from my business. But the impact of each is effectively correlated to these larger annual goals. Okay. If I'm earning more dividend income, for example, uh, it's so that I can improve my income, which will improve my savings rate as long as I reinvest these dividends. And in turn, over time, due to compound interest, that will increase my net wealth. So all of them are uh, interlinked and they're entwined somewhat. So I would encourage everyone who takes part in the goal to create their own financial goals at the same time, whether they're annual or shorter term, even monthly. In fact, we actively encourage that. However, I'd be surprised if some of your financial goals aren't 
inextricably linked to the savings rate percentage and the increase in net wealth in some way. And because of that, I think it's good to set those end goals as your goals as well as whatever else you were thinking of setting. Question three. I'm not sure how applicable this would be to us. My husband is self-employed and so we can't predict our income from month to month. Also, we're focusing upon debt reduction rather than saving. This is a question that uh, I knew was going to come up and so I've designed the savings rate and I've designed the whole challenge so that it's applicable for everyone, whether you're uh, a multimillionaire or whether you are paying down hundreds of thousands of pounds of student debt. Okay. So first, the first part of the question, my husband's self-employed and so we can't predict our income month to month. Well, I hopefully we've already answered that in the first, uh, first question. However, the second part, the debt reduction point, uh, I'd like to focus on now. The savings, when we say savings rate, the top line, is calculated as being all the money we place towards savings and investments, but also any payments made to pay down debt above the amount of interest accrued. Okay, so that's any repayment of capital or principal. Let's think of a common example. If you've got your mortgage and you're on your repayment mortgage, maybe £400 of it a month is in interest and another £400 is on top of that is repaying down the, the capital amount. So you pay an £800 in total. Say you wanted to pay £1,200, then another 400 will go to that capital and will be included in your savings rate. Now, not everyone includes uh, debt repayment uh, and capital repayment in their savings rate, but I think it's absolutely integral that we do. So why do we do this? Well, effectively, paying down debt is essentially the same thing as saving money at the fixed rate of interest which the loan is set at. Okay? So if I have a 6% mortgage and I make down an extra payment on that, that 6% interest on my additional payment, I don't need to pay in the following months. So it increases our net wealth for the future, or at least it avoids further decreases in net wealth in the future. And by including it in our savings rate, we're ensuring that people who pay down their debt aren't punished in their savings rate because they have a different focus to people who are saving in investments or in cash. Both goals in the challenge are really important to strive for if you're paying down debt. People on a debt repayment journey need to have a plan. They need to be organised and they need to be focused on their finances as much as possible. Laying all this out through the balance sheet and the P&L, through your understanding of your net wealth and of your income and expenses each month, is absolutely essential to making sure that you pay down your debt when you need to, or as quickly as you can or want. Um, to make sure you don't incur any interest, for example, if you have a 0% interest credit card or a balance transfer, you'd want to make sure that you pay off the whole amount before the 0% period ends. So you need to be laser focused on paying down your debt and making sure that your plan is in place. And I really hope that 2015 Money Savings Challenge and the, the two goals there and the tracking spreadsheet will really help you uh, in this endeavour. Question four. There is a good likelihood I will start the year with only £500 in net worth. My aim to increase my net worth for the year is to increase it by £29,000. If I submit this as a percentage, it will be 5,800% increase. Isn't this misleading? Well, firstly, no, it's not misleading uh, because you're actually going to be increasing your net worth by 5,800% in this example. It's pretty cool, right? (laughs) 
However, the important thing to note is this isn't the figure we'll concentrate on in the monthly results. Instead, your monthly result, which is published on Money Stepper, will be your performance to date against the goal that you set. So rather than being 5,800% increase, or if you've done one month for, uh, say, 600% uh, increase, it will compare your actual increase compared to your goal. So if you've, you've got an increase of 600%, but you had aimed for 500%, then your result for the month, uh, put results in speech marks there, but clearly you can't see that over a podcast, but your result for the month will be 20% ahead of schedule, okay? So 600 divided by 500, 1.2, uh, you're 20% ahead. Let's have a look at the exact example, just to cement that idea, okay? So say you start with, as as the question suggests, £500, and your goal is to increase your net worth by £29,000, okay? An annual growth rate of 5,800%, and that is the percentage you'll submit for your annual goal. Three months in, I like using three months. Uh, your year-to-date goal would be uh, three divided by 12 times by your 5,800%. So it'd be 1,449%. So say that by the end of March, you've increased your net worth by £7,500. Your actual improvement up to there would be 1,500%. That will show in the spreadsheet and is this figure that you'll submit to Money Stepper. The percentages look pretty crazy, right? 1,500% versus 1,449%. It looks a bit weird, but, but the important thing to think about is your result. And that will be that you're 3.5% above your year-to-date target. Okay, Your year-to-date target was 1,449%. You've achieved 1,500%, which puts you 3.5% above your year-to-date target. This is exactly the same as someone who has a million pound starting point if they were 3.5% above their target for the year. It makes it directly comparable between everyone. So don't worry what your starting net worth is, whether it's minus £50,000, whether it's a pound or whether it's a million pounds. You will be judged in the same way and you'll be able to compare yourself to each other. Don't worry about the actual absolute figure of your percentages. Okay, moving on. Question five. I've probably not got the expendable income for this in 2015. My wife and I have just had a baby and she'll be on maternity for most of the year. Again, thanks for the question, but it's another example where it's so much more important to stick to goals after you've set them. And hopefully, again, the Money Stepper Savings Challenge can help you do this. The secret here is setting ambitious yet realistic goals to your specific situation. You have to take into account everything that's going to be happening in the next year and then you need to set your goals accordingly. So your net wealth improvement percentage, your desired net wealth improvement percentage, might only be 1%. In fact, it might be to not let your net wealth decrease by more than 5%. Whatever your goals may be, you can set those percentages accordingly. It doesn't need to be that I want to hugely increase my net wealth. This challenge is about setting specific goals for the year and then doing everything we can to achieve those goals. Exactly the same thing applies for your savings rate. Okay, You have a lot of expenditure coming up uh, because uh, the new expenditure that comes with having a newborn baby. And obviously your income will be reduced because your wife's on maternity leave. But maybe you want your savings rate to be 0%. 
You don't want to save anything, but you want to make sure you live off only your income and so you don't have to raid your savings each month. Equally, you might need to dip into your savings in the next year, and that's fine. You could set your goal that you don't want to be your savings rate to be less than minus 5%. Okay, so you're, you're setting yourself a limit of how much of your savings you want to dip into in order to get by. The key is setting accurate, forward-looking budgets and determining your percentages for the challenge accordingly. So it doesn't matter what you've got coming up in the next year. As long as you can think and you can plan for that as well as you can, you can set your goals accordingly. Okay, we're rattling through these. Question six. How do pension contributions work? Aren't they savings? Well, yes, very much so they're savings. Uh, They're one of the most important savings you can make. Generally, people don't save enough in their pensions and they don't have enough money when it comes to retirement to live the life they, they dreamed of and they want to in retirement. Um, So it's very important that we include these as savings. And you'll see that in the spreadsheet. So if you've downloaded the spreadsheet from moneystepper.com to track your challenge, you'll see that in um, tab two, net worth, there's the following things. You have other deductions on line six. okay, And in this, it explicitly states, do not include a deduction for your pension contributions. So any pension contribution, be it by the employee or employer, will be included in your net income. Then on line 13, under savings and investments, it says that we should include both employee and employer pension contributions. Therefore, all your pension contributions are considered as savings. Equally on the balance sheet side, you will measure those at current value on your personal balance sheet on the net wealth tab. And that's included in line 7. So any contributions you make will go towards your savings rate and any increases in the value of your pension over time will be included on your own personal balance sheet. Question seven. I run my own business. Is this challenge still appropriate? Uh, Yes. Yes, again, it is. And uh, once again, maybe it's even more appropriate for you. With your own business, uh, if you're self-employed or whether you're a director in in, in your own limited company, Uh, income is likely to be extremely variable again. And it's absolutely integral. It's so essential that you make a segregation between yourself as an individual and as the business as an entity, if it's structured legally like this. So one way to do this, and this is the way I manage mine myself, is that on my own personal balance sheet, I have one equity amount, being the amount I have invested in the company, the amount of shares, the value of the shares I have in the company, uh, which I don't change. And my net worth and my savings rate is only updated when either the company pays me a salary as an individual or if the company distributes dividends to me as an individual. So the accounting becomes a little bit more complex when it when you're dealing with your own business. But it's important to understand and to segregate your own personal financial goals from that of the goals and the uh, profit and the loss, etc. of the business. Okay, so segregate the two and then keep yourself as yourself and enter yourself into the challenge, not your business. Last question. I'm worried about people seeing my net wealth. Therefore, I don't think I can be involved in the challenge. Well, don't be worried. No one is ever going to see your net wealth. Not even me when you submit your goals. The idea is when you submit your annual goals, there's a drop down menu where you're asked to select a net wealth band. So this will put you in a category. So it might be between my current net wealth is between uh, zero pounds and twenty thousand pounds. 
Firstly, I don't know what, even if you put yourself in that band, what your net wealth is. But more importantly, these net wealth groupings will never, ever be publicly disclosed. They're going to be used to group people. You will have group A. And group A will have people who have got similar percentage goals, but also are in the same net wealth band. I'm never going to say what the net wealth band is for group A. They're not going to be in the same order as the net wealth band, so you won't actually know. And we'll have group B, group C, and so on. The number of groups we'll have will depend on the number of participants by the time we get to January. But never, ever will a monetary amount be associated with a group. Therefore, all you'll know and all everyone will know is that the people in your group have the same net wealth, or at least are in the same net wealth band as yourself. Okay, But your net wealth itself remains a secret. I think that's key for a lot of people because privacy is quite important. And so I want to make it clear, and I hope I've made it clear, that you won't be disclosing this information to anyone. Okay, well, that's it. Um, Eight questions I've received. If you've got any more questions, please let me know. I'll answer in the comments. If you head over to moneystepper.com forward slash FAQs, F-A-Q-S, I will transcribe this podcast with these questions but I'll also add any other questions people may have over time and I'll answer them in there so just let me know in the comments or send me an email or get in touch however you want uh, to let me know your question I'll discuss it with you personally and we can work out a resolution and then we'll add the question to the FAQs. So thanks for listening today. I hope that's cleared up uh, a lot of points for anyone who was a little bit worried whether to join for one reason or another. And I look forward to all of you joining the challenge, being part of the great community which we're building here. As ever, if you have anything that you want to add to the community, anything you think we should be doing, don't hesitate to let me know. And I think that's it for this week. Have a great week, everyone. And um, hurry up January, I say. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 